Welcome to the Success IQ podcast, the show for entrepreneurs wanting to create and live an exceptional life. I'm your host, Jeff Nicholson, and this is episode 158. For those of you who are new to the show, welcome. I'm a specialist in performance and mindset, working with business owners all over the world, supporting them to be the best and perform at their highest levels in life and business. And I achieve this through my coaching and online programs. I started this podcast to discover how other thought and business leaders create and enjoy success and to identify common strategies and techniques as well as the mindset that they have adopted to live their version of exceptional. My aim is really simple. It's for you to learn and implement the valuable lessons shared in these episodes. You deserve to live and enjoy an exceptional life, but in order to achieve this, you will need to adopt new strategies and ways of thinking to achieve your goals. Now on with the show. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are in the world. I truly hope you are having an amazing week. So this week we have got a guest called Laura Noel. Now, you may recognize that name if you're a a regular listener. Uh, Laura appeared on episode 145, so not too far away. But what I actually wanted to do was try and get some past guests on the show just to talk to them about how things are going, what sort of challenges they've faced during um, the COVID situation, and have a slightly different um, but obviously honest conversation about those sort of experiences. good, bad, ugly, those sort of things, just to help you guys um, really sort of uh, look at that we all, you know, every single person is going to go through challenges and the different strategies and the different lessons that they've learned from these challenging times. So if you're like most high-performing leaders, you're tired of being pulled in multiple directions with zero time left for yourself. Laura is a certified Proctor Gallagher coach and 27 years military leader. She helps high performers live empowered, fulfilling lives, all while achieving their highest potential. She helps leaders focus on what really matters so they can stop feeling out of control, become more effective with their time, and spend more time discovering doing what they love. Welcome to the show, Laura. Hi, thanks so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. Well, it's an absolute pleasure having you back. Um, 2020 was the last time we spoke, but a lot has happened in that time. It's like dog years now, I think. Oh, <laughs> I think so. <laughs> it feels like that. Yeah, indeed. So for those people who um, don't know about you or possibly haven't listened to the last episode, what to tell us a little bit about yourself and what's brought you to this point today. Um, So I'm a leadership development coach and consultant for organizations, and and I help people get out of their own way, get out of the hustle and grind and focus on those things that are really going to move things forward in their business and their life um, in a much more streamlined fashion so that they can get back to enjoying the things that they say are most important to them. And what really got me to this point is when I was starting the search for my own purpose and what really filled my soul and how could I be a best service in the world and in my life and in my community and family. Um, That's what led me to this point and discovering it. And a key piece of that was really slowing down so that I could speed up, which was foreign to me being a type A overachiever. 
Yeah, and it's, it's, it's completely counterintuitive, isn't it? For those people that think, you know, we've just got to go hell for leather and to get the success we want. Sometimes it is that, that the ability to put on the brakes in order to just help clear some stuff for you to move forward in the right direction. Absolutely. <laughs> so with, with everything that has gone on, um, and obviously your skill set, and we're all learning in this world of madness, it currently is... Um, humanity at this present moment in time and um, what's how's things gone how what has your experience has been with um pandemic and on all of that sort of interesting stuff oh my gosh i you know i've seen a lot of businesses unfortunately fold and people kind of get pulled into you know, the chaos that's out there and the pandemic and and all of that noise and clutter. I've seen that, but then I've also seen a lot of creativity and a lot of goodness come out of this. Um, a lot of businesses shifting and turning inward and instead of allowing those circumstances to dictate their decision making and instead of them making decisions based on fear they've really started asking themselves how can i serve and those are the businesses that i've seen just reinvent themselves which has been incredible and that's really a lot of what i've been doing this past year at the you know the beginning of all of this when it started it's just been getting clearer on who do I want to serve? Where can I best serve? Um, what does that look like for me? How do I want to connect with people? And and it's been a, a huge shift for me as well. Yeah. There's a couple of things. We're, we're, obviously, we were talking just before we kind of like went, went to air. And I think one of the interesting things is it's that the – you know, adversity has that ability to either knock us down or make us stronger. And, you know, especially with what's going on, you know, uh, what's going on in the world and, and how that's dealt with businesses, whether it's companies being put on furlough, whether it is that their industries, certainly in the UK, you know, hotels here still aren't really open to as what we would say normal business and stuff um that willingness to be flexible and to change direction and pivot and and all of those cool words that we use in the sort of the business world do you think the size of a business has has a lot of advantages in how fast you can pivot and how fast you can move or do you think it it, it comes down to the leadership side i think it comes down to the leadership side i mean you can look all throughout history, even in the midst of, you know, our great depression to different challenges in our history where businesses have large scale businesses had shifted and changed how they do business. Um, I, I really do think it comes down to, to leadership, but also not in the, the sense that leadership has to have all of the answers, but in the sense that leadership also has to have the ability and the willingness to lean on the talent that's within their organization. Because, you know, really phenomenal leaders are those who, they don't want to be the smartest person in the room. They want to hire and attract and retain talent and leverage the diversity of their team even. 
and I suppose this as well as the as much as it's a sad part, but I suppose it's part of life and business. The the pool of um, resources during these times could get bigger because people, you know, companies are uh, are either having to lay off people or uh, companies are no longer there. So I suppose it, it also means that the opportunities are there for companies to grab hold of those resources and, and utilize them to their advantage. That's true. I mean, they're out there. And for you, for you do you... You know, it's like one of the things that always amazed me is, is when, you know, when we come and what we've experienced over the last, well, last 12 months, although ironically, and I don't know how you feel about this, it's been one of the quickest years I've ever experienced, yet a year I've done the least. (laughs) You know what's interesting? I felt that way too. And just to give myself some perspective, Um, And I was inspired because I saw somebody else posting online their year in review. Um, I'm really grateful for, in the midst of all this, I was surprised at what I accomplished. And I've, I've seen and heard that same story with other colleagues, other clients. And, you know, maybe it wasn't the same numbers produced throughout the year, but I really, I feel like a lot has been done and you're right. I mean, this year, it seems like it's just flown by um, so many opportunities. But when I say that I've done a lot, but in a sense have done less at the same time, I feel like I've taken more of a pause than I had in the year prior. Absolutely. And also, I think that this is this thing that, you know, we talked about before is this the, the, the power of the pause and the fact that many of us will never experience an, an, an opportunity to pause and reflect on not only our careers, but our, you know, our lives in general. I mean, I, I've spoken to people who have gone from who have been hairdressers for years and then realizing that actually they've always wanted to nurse and they've decided that now is a time where they've sort of stopped taking stock and gone, I'm going to go and do my nursing stuff. Um, Or people who have gone, I've always wanted to start my own business. And ironically, they've gone, actually, this is the perfect time to do it because stuff isn't happening like it used to or and for me the best one is the conversations I've had with people where they've gone I'm realizing how little time I I am putting into my family and because I'm so I'm I'm busy with the busyness of business and not the sort of the the remembering the reason why we're doing this stuff right Uh, yeah this is a great time to reinvent yourself and I mean I went back to basics as well. In fact, um, I had been wanting to pursue an advanced degree for some time now. And so I took this opportunity to um, get my PsyD in leadership. And so I'm in the midst of going to school and putting things together to write a book. So it's, <laughs> it's having this pause has been critical in that. And, and also redefining you know, let's get back to basics. How do I want to live my life? I mean, personally, I was in the service. I get to work early in the morning, work late at night, how I dressed, what I, you know, how I did my hair, my makeup, it was all part of the package and what was decided for me. And 
So there are a lot of gurus out there who say, you know, get up at 5 a.m. and have your power hour. And, and those are all great pieces of advice, but we have to decide for ourselves how we want to design our life. And for me, it was getting back to the basics, having that breathing room in the morning to enjoy a great cup of coffee and hang out with my dog before everyone else gets up. You know, it's to meditate, to go for a walk, to take care of myself first. And those things that those things provide value for me and focus so that I can be more effective in my day. And when we get stuck in that grind, the day in and day out, that becomes a habitual part of our behavior. It's easy to forget those simple things. It is. And I think I think one of the things that uh, especially what you jumped on there was the habit side is those, you know, whether I, I teach something called bookending your day, start your day right and end your day right. And I think there's, you know, the 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 great people I've had on this show and all, you know, all of the, the personal development books and stuff. There's some habits that I don't like. Um, I get up at five o'clock in the morning. That's just not me. Um, although I'm I'm not one to say I'm not going to experiment and try and please prove me wrong. But um, there's certain things that I, you know, that I'm I'm not a fan of, and that's my personality and how I want to see success. But it's this power of habit and looking at our habits and going, well, what is what is our morning routine? How does it? Im- you know, improve our day and what habits, like I often talk to my clients about, you know, assessing your habits and look at the ones that are quite frankly, naff habits and habits that aren't really moving you forward, but we just keep on doing them because that's how we've always done it. Um, you know, for you, how important do you feel is, you know, either your your morning routine or your, your habits that, um, that really do help you set up? Because, there's an element where I'm, you know, the being in the military and being the personality type that you are that you said before. Do you find that those habits are are easy to create, or do you feel that you have probably just as much of a challenge as 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 other people? I have as much of a challenge as anyone else. <laughs> um, you know, the habits that were instilled in me. And the discipline, I mean, I'm disciplined, but it's a different kind of discipline. Um, That was more in process. And I was being held accountable by an outside source or entity. And now it's a different kind of discipline. It's discipline with my thoughts. And it's a discipline, which the pause is essential. So you can hear yourself think. And the, it's a discipline with aligning with who you are and who you want to be. Like you were talking about, you know, your personality and you want to find um, habits that are in alignment with who you are and who you want to be. But to do that, you have to know who you are. And to understand that, you have to have that pause. You can't be always, you know, doing things and go, 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 go. Um, but I do have a routine. I do change it, but I check in with myself. Hey, why am I doing this? Is this working? Or if I feel myself being pulled in a different direction, like I went through a phase where I was doing really long, powerful meditations. Those spoke to my heart. And that's what I would, I would make 
time in the morning to do that now. And they were guided meditations. Now I want quiet. I want silence. So I do a 20 minute meditation and I'm not forcing myself to think or visualize anything. I'm just being that's, that feels good to me now. And so that's a part of my, my daily routine, but I do have a morning routine. It's essential. It's what sets me up for the day, but I would say seasonally every few months, I do reevaluate it and I check in. Is this working for me? How does this feel? Would I like to add anything to this? Would I like to remove something, change it up? So are you willing to share share your morning routine? Yeah, yeah. So um, now, because I wanted to get plugged in, when I was in the service, I was like, oh, when I have my business, this is how I'm going to start my day. And I wasn't doing that. So I am loving my morning routine now. So I'll wake up and um, it's not super early. I, I like to get up when the sun rises. So between 6.30 and 7, I, I, it's natural. I'm not feeling rushed. I grab a cup of coffee and I just sit I don't turn on the TV. I'm in silence and I'm chilling with my dog, Layla, sitting in a, a comfortable chair. And when I do that, sometimes great ideas come to me and I do have a notebook set aside, but I'm just really being present with my coffee and Miss Layla. And then I'll do a 30 minute workout or a walk. And then I'll go do a 20 minute meditation and I'll write my goal or affirmations and gratitude. I get emotionally involved and connected to that. And then I write out any ideas or inspirations or insights that come from that meditation and focusing on my goal. And then I write down, I always have a running list of six things that I could be doing toward my goal, but I focus in on the top three things that I want to do today. Two of them are related to my goal. And one of them, and this is relatively new to me, is something that makes me happy or brings me joy. Um, because I feel like sometimes we forget. So a couple of days ago, I had an appointment, and I went to the spa, it doesn't have to be that big. Um, I am all over this vanilla tea, and I make it bulletproof with the MCT oil and the grass fed butter. Oh, my God, it's amazing. And that makes me happy. And I just sit there with my tea, it could be looking at the bird feeder watching the birds. But I make sure that I do one thing that brings me joy. And and that's what I do. That's how I start my day. Yeah, it's it, it's interesting, isn't it? Because the 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 the, the couple. So when you uh, so just just for some clarification, your goal is that one goal uh, as in your key goal or a core outcome, or is or is it, does those goals change after a period of time? So my goal is um, my vision for my life, and and I've actually had the same vision. For a while now, I've reached milestones within that vision. So it could be the overall vision um, or a, a like a base camp goal in alignment with that vision that I'm writing down. Okay. And the um, with your sort of if your notebook's next to you or journaling type, is it like a, a morning pages type thing where you just free write or do you do you have specific questions that you ask yourself and reflect after your meditation or, or just that moment of silence that you have? Yeah. So what I've been doing is I write, I have a goal statement and it's 
in like I'm in the assumption that the wish and the goal has already been achieved. So I, it starts with, I'm so happy and grateful now that, and then I fill it in with my goal. And I write that as many times in a row as I feel. And um, there's some core feelings and words that I align with that it's um, freedom, joy, ease, flow, and wealth creation. And those are the, 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 really the theme for the year. So I write that. And then I might ask myself, well, how do I feel? What am I doing? And I'll, I might journal and write a paragraph about my goal in its fulfilled state and an aspect of my life living that way. What am I doing? Who am I surrounding myself with? What do I see in my mind's eye? What does my home look like? Um, where am I traveling? So I might get a flash of inspiration and an image that comes to my mind and I'll just write about it. And then sometimes I don't, I just leave it at the goal statement. And what does that feel like living from that goal? So I, it's intuitive, but the key pieces of it that are constant are writing the theme words for the year and then writing my goal statement, but getting emotionally connected with it. And then if I feel like, you know, um, creating a story around that, then I'll, I'll do it. And if I don't, then I, I don't. Mm. What I love is that I love the fact that you, you have that fluid, um, non-restrictive bit where you don't go, this is how it has to be. Because I think sometimes is, is and we can all be guilty of this when we're going through the, the sort of the personal development books and the, you know, the gurus and everything else. And they're, they're very, you know, they're very meticulous about you do it like this every single time. And I think it's nice having a structure, but to sometimes go, you know what, I'm going to spend the next 25 minutes working on the the journal, or I'm going to, I've specifically tuned into this part of, um, this part of the goal today. I think what gives it that nice is that one, it has a very personable feel to you and you're probably more wanting to do it because it's like that, but also it still creates that consistency that you still, um, you still got that dedication of wanting to do it. There's no, you're not deciding not to do it. It's just some days you are deciding to do it a little bit different. Absolutely. It's, you know, when it becomes robotic, then we're not getting emotionally involved with those ideas. And it's that emotion that really propels us forward and moves us forward when we face obstacles. Yeah, and especially the joy bit, the gratitude and the joy, because, you know, it's amazing how many people keep uh, will speak to me and go, no, you're going to say gratitude and stuff. And I, to me, it's like never knock something that's simple, because just because it's simple doesn't mean it's easy. You know, anyone can sit there and go, oh, well, I'm happy for my kids. Well, of course you are. But what about your kids and what specific things? And for me, especially the way things are at the minute, we have to tap into those things because, you know, mental mental health's been um, challenged this year. Our, our jobs have been challenged this year. There's all sorts of things that have been challenged. But when we can learn to be grateful for the simple things, <laughs> It's not. To, it doesn't undermine the importance of uh, and the and the adversity that people are facing, but it allows you to focus on at least something that's going well. Yes, and you know the interesting thing is, your brain is always looking for a match to what it's what it thinks it knows and what it's emotionally connected to. So, if we let the outside infiltrate how we feel 
that's why I keep coming back to the word feeling, because when you are looking outside and you're seeing things that, that are not to your liking and you keep getting emotionally involved in those ideas, your mind will filter out the good and you'll keep collecting evidence and noticing all of the, the negative, the things that are in alignment with that chaos. But if you can get into the feeling of gratitude, not like it's a chore, but actually feel it, even if you had a list of 10 things, but you thought of one thing, like, you know, of course you love your kids. Why? Oh, that, I mean, that just, I don't have children, but thinking of that from that perspective would just open my heart. So getting into that feeling when you practice it every day, it has to be a practice, you'll start to filter out the noise and you'll start to see the beauty and the opportunities that are right in front of you so that you can move forward. Yeah, absolutely. And I tell you what, you know, I, I try to be as transparent as I possibly can when I when I do these um, the the show. And I know at the beginning I found it really really difficult because from from recovering from my illness to starting my business, one thing that was always something that was a strong foundation to me was my plan, was my you know my core outcomes. This is what I want to get done this year, um, and in you know, in March to 2020, that kind of like you looked at the plan and went, yeah, I never saw this one. This this kind of like thing didn't didn't show up. I've got no idea the direction I was I'm supposed to be going now. And one of the things I realized was is is that and, and I'd love your input on this is I realized that although I had, you know, a five year plan and a 10 year plan, um, my focus was always on the one year. And one of the things I identified, and this was probably down to me sort of contemplating and thinking about what was going on, was that there is huge benefits of having a 12-month plan. But especially when things like this happen, one of the massive benefits is having a longer-term plan, i.e. a vision of what's going to happen in 10 years or what's going to happen in five years. Generally, I'll go to five years most of the time. The benefit of that is because is you're you're looking past the limitation of a short term and i'm 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 intrigued to, to 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 and my question would be to you is have you do you find that or what is your take on that sort of experience i too like to focus on the bigger vision and that's how i set goals and i'm guessing at the timeline um so i always have my focus on the vision the plan to get there might change. And I might reach that vision in a year, I might reach it in five years, but I, all of the things that I want to accomplish are in that vision and a part of that vision. Um, so I just focus on a couple of different strategies to get me there, but I'm very flexible in terms of, oh, all right, I have to change, <laughs> I need to change that, that's the how. I'm not changing the what, the, the, you know, that stays constant, but I do find that I'll, I'll shift my strategy um, 
when I'm being guided, whether, you know, whether it's intuitively or if um, I've really been working at something and something's not quite working in that strategy, maybe I was guided in that direction to learn something. I kind of look at it in that regard. All right. Well, this strategy wasn't total, you know, failure. I learned a lot, but I see this opportunity from this strategy. So it might be a launching pad to something else. So I'm open. Um, and I make sure that I'm only focusing on a couple of strategies at a time. I'm not planting a bunch of seeds and then, you know, digging them up. <laughs> Is it growing? And then I'm killing, you're killing it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Micromanaging <laughs> your seed. Yeah, absolutely. I, I know. I know that could be, so that could be, that could be challenging for you during 2020. Was there any specific, cause I know you said that you went and, and did some, um, you know, some extra learning and those sort of things. Was there anything that you, anything else that you kind of like embraced and, and experimented with or tried during 2020 that perhaps you didn't think you were going to do? Yes. Um, I actually tried, um, I get, well, giving, 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 giving. Um, but I, I did a five day, actually, it ended up being a nine day course, you know, every other month, um, doing it online for free and just giving people an opportunity to really dive into what I coach and what I teach. I basically gave them the keys to the kingdom. I've never done it like this. You know, typically I would meet people through webinars, like a one hour webinar, but this was a completely different process where people got to work with me. They got a workbook. I gave them homework every day. So we met for about an hour every day over the course of five days. And then I did some other bonus teachings. Um, that felt so wonderful because I, I love to teach and I got to teach and I got to witness transformation even on a smaller scale and people got to sample it for themselves. So that was something new for me that I really enjoyed. It was it was really interesting watching people do different things. Like there's a guy who I actually love watching, a, a guy called Pat Flynn, um, and he did he did a live. A, live, a Facebook Live every single morning. And he, he openly said, I'm doing it to keep me accountable of staying sane. Mm-hmm. You know, the kind of thing, I, it gives me something to do to help others. And and it just, it's it was something that he started doing. I'm not even quite sure if he's still doing it, but um, it was amazing seeing different people trying different things and experimenting with different things. Like I, I had clients that were doing all sorts of weird and wonderful things and friends who were doing weird and wonderful things <laughs> because it gave them that opportunity. Just And it, some of it may have been experiments within their community. Some of it was, um, you know, like you said, you know, you, you did some free training and stuff that perhaps you wouldn't have normally done. Um, I had some, uh, I know some people that started to learn coding, which to me sounds like absolute hell on earth, Ugh. but <laughs> that was something that they, no, I wouldn't necessarily, they, they enjoyed some of them, but what they did see is they, they had a huge amount of respect for the mm-hmm. people when they all of a sudden said, I want this done. I want it done by tomorrow. And yeah. um, they kind of like understood what it entailed. <laughs> oh, that's great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. A little bit of feedback. But it was, um, but I think it was all of these weird and wonderful things that um, you could do. For me, the biggest one was actually seeing, and as much, I mean, I work at home and I, you know, my, my kids just have this, um, 
if the doors open, we can come in and generally talk about absolutely pointless stuff because <laughs> that obviously isn't working. Um, so, so there was conversations that were coming out that I probably allowed myself to enjoy more because work was very, very different than what it was. Well, I wouldn't say it was a holiday, um, but, you know, it was very, very different on what it was. Um, and it was it's lovely to see, uh, you know, it's this thing that we, again, we talk, I want to go back to the pause. <laughs> and it was that realisation, and I heard a lot of people talk about it, was the fact that they started to reconnect with their family more. Yeah. rather than that sort of being on the treadmill all the time. Like all of a sudden it's the, the, their office is at home. Yes. So they realize that their kids are literally at home with them. And apart from the classic videos of, oh, I forgot that we were on Zoom and <laughs> as a partner walks through in their underwear or something, um, you know, all of that stuff was going on. But it was that. It was just, it was really refreshing seeing people really get in tune with how important family and, uh, you know, and not just family, um, you know, pets, friends, and, and God knows else, how important stuff is like that. Oh, that's so true. It's getting back to why are we doing all of this, right? You know, what what's really important? And we get to reconnect with that. That's a beautiful thing. And 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 really getting to us to kind of like assess on as you know, as we've we've kind of like alluded right the way through the habits that are useful, the actions that we take that are going to be beneficial to us and start looking at what I hope is that when things go back to normal, whatever the new normal is, that we've been doing it so much that it's become a new consciousness of us rather than just Oh, we're just going to revert back to what it was because that was that was pandemic sort of space, not actual time. That's the only thing I do hope that people stop and really do take it in and see the appreciation of what the, the as much as it's been you know challenging for a lot of people that those those special moments that they've also had as well. Oh, I hope so too. And it's going to take a, a concerted conscious effort to do that. And just as you put those things that are important to you on your schedule for work, it, it may be simply just putting those things that are important to you on your schedule. And those are non-negotiable. You know, this is, this is your life, you know, Maybe, maybe as well as we're all becoming really good communicators with our eyes as we could, that's the only part of our heads that we can see now. Oh, that is so true. No, it's, it's like you're looking at them going, are you smiling at me or sneering at me? I'm not quite sure with those eyes. But you know what's interesting is we're finding, and I was just on the call with a client, um, just trying to find new ways to authentically connect with people in, in this, you know, situation we find ourselves in. While maintaining strange distance rules and body language conundrums and everything else i know it's it's but have you noticed how personalities are now showing on face masks yes <laughs> that, I, I, that like that's starting like we're getting we're getting the marvel characters and the star wars characters and you know all sorts of different things from a face mask at the beginning it was just the blue surgical masks now right. all of a sudden they have <laughs> knitting there's crocheted ones there's all sorts of weird and wonderful masks <laughs> and, and again there's the versatility of people all of a sudden turning a challenge into new business opportunities. Absolutely. 
that's that's been yeah people have just been tapping into their creativity you know it's and i've heard this dissatisfaction breeds creativity so whenever you're in a circumstance that you know it's uncertain uncomfortable you're not satisfied it's an opportunity if you're listening and aware to be creative and i think that's the thing isn't it it's it's you know, it, it, sometimes it, it doesn't matter how successful people are, they sometimes, and, and, and I think this could be a lesson for all of us, sometimes we always have to drop the ego to try new things. Oh, be willing to fail, yeah. Because I think is there's so many people, you know, we'll, we'll take gratitude, we'll take, um, you know, possibly me and getting up early in the morning, although that's probably just, more me um you know the the fact of meditation or doing any of those sort of stuff just because we think it is not going to work because our ego is saying i don't need that doesn't mean you shouldn't try it yeah yeah that's you you don't know what you don't know and if you feel like you're stuck and you're spinning your wheels or you're creating the same same results you know week after week month after month then it's it's time to to try something. So do something. Be be guided. Be coached. Be mentored. And do something you ordinarily wouldn't do. Follow that person who is doing what you want to be doing, and do what they say. Try it. Give it give it your all. What's the worst that could happen, or what's the best that could happen? <laughs> well, exactly. And what still amazes me is how many people are still kind of like ignoring technology because it's something they feel uncomfortable with. Yeah, at the present moment in time, the only way really we've been able to do business is through technology. I mean, Zoom must be, you know, rubbing their hands because of what's gone on, you know, not in, not in a negative way, but the, the, the opportunity of going, you know, wow, okay, who would have ever thought that nearly every single business conversation was going to be done on a handful of platforms? That's true. <laughs> you know, Skype, Teams, I think there's WebEx, Zoom, um, you know, that the opportunity that they probably, and then all of a sudden we've now had that spurge of virtual summit software and, you know, all of that sort of stuff. It's just, it's amazing how many, you know, I mean, I did my first online networking um, event um, at the end of last year, uh, mid last year. And it was like, wow, OK, it wasn't actually as bad as I thought. Yeah, I've participated in some summits and virtual events that I've never previously done before. And actually, I, well, podcasting, I, I mean, I'm guesting uh, like every week I, that that's new this year. It's been a blast. But it's um, they just don't realize how good you are. That's all. <laughs> that's why that's why we've had you on like twice in less than a year oh my gosh thank you well you're amazing and i i love chatting with you um no this has been so much fun i've had the opportunity to meet so many wonderful people that otherwise i would not have slowed down enough to meet so i'm really grateful but, but i think is as well as that's one of the things that's for me the benefit of podcasting is that it's the ability to have a topic specific radio show that you can choose like you know for me i don't like radio because sometimes you just 
you're listening to stuff because you have to, not because it's the content that you want to listen to. The joy of podcasting is, is you can go from personal development to crochet to sailing to whatever, just in the space of very, very quickly, because they're the ones you've subscribed to. Absolutely. And it's, and it's in a, can, I mean, it could be as long or short. It could be a, a nice snippet condensed you know, perfectly on the topic that you're interested in. So it is, it's a wonderful platform. Just out of curiosity, what's your fate, what's your sweet spot in uh, duration of an episode of a, of a conversation? Um, is it long form? Cause it's like, I, I think it like, sometimes you listen to Tim Ferriss and Tim Ferriss seems to go on for about three weeks <laughs> and it's all fantastic content, Yeah, but it, he, he really, he really loves in-depth long form content. Yeah. I tend to listen to podcasts when I'm getting ready in the morning. So, you know, 30 minutes to an hour is, you know, right in there is a, a good sweet spot because I'm, you know, getting ready for my day and it's a good solid amount of time and I'm filling my mind of, uh, you know, something positive and then I get ready to to go. So that's, that's what works for me. How about you? Um, yeah, I'm, I, I kind of like, I love the, it very much depends on the topic, like personal development side, I can listen to it for an hour. Um, I, for some reason over the last year have fallen in love with, um, people who like live in a van or live on a boat. Um, and I found myself listening to podcasts and watching YouTube videos of these adventurous people who basically have given it, well, not given it all up. They're using YouTube to, to fund what they do, but their, their adventures have just been able to jump on a, a boat and sail where they, well, within, it's been very challenging based on the content that's been coming out because of the geographical limitations. But all of a sudden it was that. And the last time I had that was when I was ill and I started to um, read, there's a guy in the UK called Ray Mears who does all of these sort of like survival things. And it was my escape that I had when I was ill to go, Oh, look, that's a little bit. So I think my, my inner adventure is coming out. Um, Oh, it's when I it's when I tell my wife that I've just bought a, like a sixty foot schooner or something. She's gonna freak. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so it's you know it's 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 interesting the the con because I'm very I've, I've got very eclectic taste. I love like personal development, but then all of a sudden I go off and sailing stuff, and it's like my kids will look at me and go, "Yeah, it's just weird." Oh, Probably check. I love check it. I haven't got a fever <laughs> or something. <laughs> Yeah, I love that. We, um, we, my husband and I, you know, bought a puzzle where we, I got a, a lifetime subscription for all the languages in Babel because we want to do some traveling. So we're just learning some basic Spanish and, uh, you know, we get into the, the movies and so just different things. Yeah. It's opened up, you know, just a multitude of things. You, you, know, you know when you've been you know when you've been in the house too long when you start looking at Netflix, Amazon, and whatever other streaming things, and you go, there is absolutely nothing to watch. That's I've watched <laughs> I've watched them all. Like you know, it's like get busy, start producing some more stuff, Amazon, because we're literally watching everything. Oh my gosh, that's so true. I know, and um, I will. One of the things that when I was talking about that happy list is watching some of those YouTube like funny animal videos like of dogs and um yeah 
yeah, I get I'll get pulled into that. Well, I've actually I've actually found that as a very therapeutic approach to you know stuff. Just yes. laughing at weird. I actually have a playlist just you know makes me laugh, it. and it's you know it's just something that you just look and go. I just can't. I know I'm evil, and I know I'm going to get um, you know affected by this in the afterlife. But I've got to, I've got to have this playlist. It's like some little you guilty pleasure. Too. Which there we is, have isn't laughter it? is the best medicine. Absolutely, absolutely. So tell us how we can find out more about you. Um, if you've got anything that you're um, wanting to share with the audience, please, the floor is now yours. Oh, thank you. Well, I would love to stay in touch. And so we have a nice little page for your listeners and it's stretchintosuccess.com backslash success IQ. And so what you'll find is a free download. I do, um, so I kept that five-day event. I do it every couple of months. So if there's not one um, today that you can register for, you can get on the wait list to attend another one. You'll be notified. Or if you want to have a conversation to see if I can help point you in the right direction, you can also book a, a call with me too. And all of that is on the on the page. Brilliant. And um, yeah, definitely check check that out. Um, obviously, we've had Laura on the show um, twice now, and there's very few guests. In fact, there's only two guests, three guests that have ever been on the show twice. So um, yeah, Laura, just wishing you the greatest success. Oh my gosh, thank you so much. And I'm honored to be here and very grateful. And yeah, I look forward to, to staying in contact. Yeah, take care and uh, all the best as well. Thank you. First of all, just let me say a massive thank you for joining me today. It's lovely to know that you're out there listening. And it's great to have the emails that I get from you with suggestions about the show and what you think about the show. That's really nice. Really does help me make the show even better. If you'd like to find out more about me and the types of services I offer or my social media links, then please visit www.jeffnicholson.uk. You can also join us on the Facebook page. Just search for Success IQ Podcast. And that's a new page that we've put up that I'm trying to grow and develop. So you can tune in and find us on other stations such as Stitcher, SoundCloud, TuneIn Radio, and of course, iTunes. And if you have the time, it would be great if you could pop over there, leave a rating, leave a review, because it really does help me grow the show and make the impact that I'm really looking for. So just to say, I hope you have a fantastic week. I wish you the greatest success and I look forward to speaking to you next week. Take care.